This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. This is another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. Join with me, as always, are my co-hosts. To my right, I have Andrelfio. Super ready. And across from me, I have Ja Red present and this is a very exciting podcast uh this is like our first episode i believe uh roughly a month or so you know that time of the period where stuff just isn't really happening uh well we got a couple things that happened today and not only that uh next week next thursday i believe is the nfl fantasy draft mm. so this or i'm mean, the fantasy draft the nfl draft Same thing. so fantasy. we are Same going thing. to be uh you know kind of discussing maybe what we want our teams to draft and then we got some news going on because uh, a certain favorite quarterback of one of ours, uh, you know, my boy is. Uh, I just got a brand new contract, so we'll actually probably segue straight into that. So, turning to the news, uh, AJ Jalen Hurts signed a four-year contract worth how much? Five-year, two hundred and fifty-five million dollar deal, one hundred and seventy-nine million dollars guaranteed. It's amazing. Uh, I think I've talked about this where I was highly suspect of Jalen Hurts. I did not like the pick when he came out. Uh, obvious last year, I, I, I joined the bandwagon. He's an amazing player, amazing leader. Um, I have concerns. I have some really positive about the contract, but overall, I wanted him to be a Philadelphia Eagle for a while. And I think the way that this deal is set up, super pumped about it. And uh, I think it sets us up for success. So, Howie, I doubted you. I really doubted you for a while, but I was wrong. So, kudos. Yeah, I, I like the entire storyline behind Jalen Hurts. Um, I watched him in college, and now he's getting paid. Dude deserves it. He never uh, doubted himself, which is uh, that's the biggest thing about this entire deal. Happy he got done. Really cool that two female uh Two female, what are they, not lawyers or attorneys? No, his his entire representation is was all, all female. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. all women. Yeah, so that's that's super cool too. Good for women in in that space, which is a positive. Overall, I think it's too much money, but that's just me. So I'm going to break this down a little bit for you, Jared. So there are a couple things that I really, really enjoy, a couple things that I don't. Yes, the average year or his average salary per year is fifty one million dollars. His cap hit in 2024 six million dollars. Okay. Pretty darn good. Following year, it's like 15 mil. Okay. Year after that, it's like 26. Okay. In the final year, $31 million. That's as far as the cap it. So now you're taking signing bonuses and other things and you're making the comp- uh, compensation correct while also being on a cheaper deal next year in the following year than Daniel Jones. But and you're saying that, that's too much money? Well, how does that work out if you're giving him $160 million guaranteed? It's over five years. But I mean, but you, you can, just said it's a cap hit of only six million. How is that possible? Because a cap is a myth and doesn't doesn't really exist. It is honestly, it's it's signing bonuses, it's incentives, it's a lot of other things that make up that remaining portion. But either way, I'll say. But that's also we're only speaking to his cap hit, not what he would actually make each year. Well, how, what? Oh, because of the bonus. So like, yeah. So he yeah. gets a lot of like signing bonuses, and whenever the year tolls over, there'll be another bonus, and it's it, they call it like a cap conversion thing, where basically they just take their salary and say, okay, we'll give you forty percent of it uh, the day the new league year turns over, or the minute you sign this contract, or however they draw it up. You know, yeah, I'll, I'll tell. I, I, no, I get that. I, I'll tell I you the real answer. It's Howie Roseman. 
That dude is just a magician when it comes to the cap. At the same time, I think a couple hours before, maybe this was today, we also restructured Jordan Mailata, our left tackle. So his base salary for the next three years is a million dollars. And so basically what a lot of teams are starting to do is add on voided years under the end of their contract. So yeah, you're going to take nine, 10, you're going to start taking big cap hits, but you're basically just pushing everything down the road and then making things work for you now. That's a big portion of this contract. I'm going to I'm gonna drop a couple of things because I did my research on this. Here's a few things that I think are pros with the signing of Jalen Hurts here. Number one, players want to play for Jalen Hurts. He's a fantastic leader. He's an amazing person. He has all of the skills and, and the personality to be successful, and players want to join that. I'm not going to say it's Tom Brady-like, like they just want to be around that guy but it's kind of within the realm of the idea of that. So I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. Number two, we got it done before Burrow, before Herbert, and before Lamar Jackson. All three of those guys are going to look at this contract as almost a stepping stone and either say, I want more than that now that he's signed. But because of the way that we did it, it's built out long-term. I love the pick. Number three, he fits the modern style of offense, the Lamar Jacksons, the Josh Allens where he's that dual threat quarterback, successful with it. It's just this style of offense. I think that's a pro. Number four, he is capable of winning a Super Bowl. Still think he should have got MVP even in that loss. I think it's a huge win. And then again, contracts are super low with, with within the cap it. Things I don't like, he's only had one big season. And we did just give him a ton of money with a no trade clause. So no matter what, Jalen Hurts our quarterback for the next couple of years. And number two, has not played a full season yet. And we just gave him a ton of money. Yeah, that's definitely got to be concerning. I was surprised when I saw the contract because, number one, I guess I didn't really pay attention to the point where I thought that he was due for another one. So when that came, when I got that notification on my phone, it kind of came out of left field. Um, and that is kind of a lot of money. Knowing the cap breakdown from what you said, I mean, that's got to be kind of a dream scenario. Uh, cause he, he, they're not costing, it's not costing Eagles very much against the cap. And, uh, there's a ton of value there because we all know the quarterback is typically, uh, the most expensive position on the team. And if it's not, well, then you probably don't have a quarterback, you know, or you got lucky and have someone on a rookie deal. Uh, the other thing, is, uh, like you said, where does that put Lamar Jackson? Because I'm not necessarily saying that Jalen Hurts is better than Lamar, but I'm also not necessarily saying he's not. Uh, Lamar Jackson did already have his MVP season, and he's still in his prime. So that's kind of a tough uh, scenario. I know, especially for the Ravens and anyone else that's thinking of maybe still potentially trading for him. I don't know. It's starting to get a little bit late here in the offseason, so it's going to be something to watch, and you put it best. Uh, it's very nice for them to get that done with Herbert, Burrow, and Jackson all needing new contracts uh, because at this point, their their teams are committed to those players. I mean, yeah. at least for sh- maybe not the Ravens because they've got a little kerfuffle going there. Uh, but the Chargers are definitely keeping Herbert. And I know the Bengals with their investment in Chase and everything else they have in the offense, they're going to love keeping Joe cool. But like, would you want to pay Joe Burrow the same money Jalen Hurts, you know, was just paid? I think know? Joe Burrow will make more. I don't think he will. I guess my biggest reason. So again, I'm going to look at this from like injury standpoints. And yes, Joe Burrow has torn his ACL, but he's also not a runner. So he's a leader of men, ice in his veins, Joe Cool. Has the same things where like, yes, he also went to a Super Bowl. Yes, he didn't win it, but he has the capability to do so. He has beaten Mahomes. So from his standpoint, even looking at it as like, okay, Jalen Hurts just got this money. I played a whole nother year. 
why wouldn't I get, I mean, he's going to ask for 51-5 or even 52, just because you want to be the top. And yes, they have Jamar Chase, who's going to come up. T. Higgins, again, is on the fence here. I I mean, if I'm Joe Burrow, you're, you're going to take as much money as you can get. And the cap's only going to continue to grow. So if you can do a Jalen Hurts-esque deal, where, I mean, you're pushing everything kind of down the road, that's what you have to do. But I think Joe Burrow is the only one who could ask for more out of Justin Herbert and Lamar Jackson. I, I disagree. I think Lamar could ask for more, absolutely. I mean, he was at the MVP only three years ago. You know, I mean... But, but but whatever. This is this is at this point we're getting redundant. You know. Uh, either way, I know those other teams are going to be hurting, right? Because they're going to have to pay more. One more question for you, AJ. Shoot. What would the cap hit have to have to be? The cap hit to be too much for Jalen Hurts. Like what? What would the, what would it be if you were mad about the contract? Because obviously with six million, you're excited. But forty million dollars. Forty million would be too much for you. Yeah. And his art. I did look it up. It's six thirteen twenty one thirty one. Through the, the four years after this year, yeah, that is a lot of guaranteed money. They're definitely keeping around for the long term. Um, I, I mean, good for the Eagles, though. I mean, that's their starting piece. That's that's what they need. Now, as long as their defense comes back to play, which uh, they've done, I feel like a great job in the off season. At least the best that they could. I know they lost like a few key players. Yeah, we lost. But you were expected to lose the entire defense, and you actually kept more around than we originally discussed prior to. Did not the expect both both corners to be back. Right. Uh, that's that's a huge plus. We don't have any safe fees. We'll get into it later. But the CJ Garner Johnson thing. That burns. Marcus Epp burns. Most of our draft, I think, should be focused on defense, but at the same time, our offense is so prolific that I hope we ride that out, too. Any last thoughts on Hurts? He's amazing, and good to be wrong. Yeah, as long as Hurts stays healthy, Eagles should be in good shape. Why'd you put that on us, dude? Why do you why'd you have he's, to add that caveat? Put that self, you kind of put it. You put it out there first. He hasn't yeah. had a full season. I just said cons. Jared just put some negative energy on it. It's I don't not even like, negative. Let's get it's, off this, Jared. I don't need okay, your negative energy. So, right? so, so, so transferring over to the NFL draft, um, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about some positions that we want our uh, teams to target. And then on top of that, maybe drop you a couple names of some players we think that they could potentially pick in the first round. But before we do this, I want to have the quarterback talk real quick because this is always the hottest conversation every year. In every draft who's the top quarterback and where should you be drafting who so currently bucky brooks is newest one he's got bryce young at the top he's got cj stroud out of ohio state second hendon hooker is third anthony richardson's fourth and will levi is it levi's or levis 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 will levis is uh currently ranked fifth where would you guys uh put your ranking and um which ones of these are actually worth the first round pick and which ones are not bryce young one cj stroud two how was that wrong right off the bat? No, that's correct. Um, three, I'd go Will Levis. Four, Hendon Hooker. And then five, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting Anthony Richardson not five on this one. I'm going I'm going CJ Stroud number one. Then I'm going uh, the Alabama uh, Bryce QB, Young. Bryce, Bryce Young. Young. There you go. And then I'm going, uh, what is it, Utah? No, not Utah. Uh, Kentucky, Will Levis. And then I'm going Hooker. Or no, I'm going Richardson, then I'm going Hooker. Okay. Uh, I, I agree. I put C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young now. Um, just kind of – I did a little bit more research on that. On the on the chant, there's a lot of uh, Vikings quarterback talk going on in, in, in the in the social medias right now. So, so I, I've looked into okay. this a little bit. I definitely put Stroud over Young now, uh, but I do put Young too. Uh, number three, I think, is kind of cloudy. Um, I think it's 
I, th- I think it's kind of fair to give it to Hooker with the type of uh, offenses that NFLs run these days. But Levis is very good as well. Um, Anthony Richardson, I'm putting at five just because I, he, I don't think he can throw the ball very well, which is terrible. I mean, that's that's the most important part of a quarterback. That being said, he's got Lamar Jackson athleticism, so I could understand some team reaching for him in the first in the hopes that uh, he can develop his passing a little bit uh, because that's still going to be dynamic as a runner. Uh, I definitely as the Viking for the Vikings would not want them to take him in the first round though. If they could get him in the second round, ton of value, I think, but there there's so many holes on the Vikings defense right now that I don't think they can afford to try and find a, a, a potential franchise quarterback when you already have Kirk Cousins who's doing, you know, good enough to get, I mean, good enough for a 13 win season. And, and you, know, you can't, you can't complain about that. Well, I, a lot of people can't complain about that, but I, I'm not going to, because I remember Ponder and the other 20 quarterbacks we had prior. What, Joe Webb? You didn't like Joe Webb? Joe Webb. <laughs> there was Mars so much Jackson? faith until he got injured before that playoff game. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, the reason I put C.J. Stroud above Bryce Young is C.J. Stroud has been playing with top-tier wide receivers most of his career, which really transitions well into the NFL for timing purposes with your throws. Yeah, but that, that's, that's Bryce Young has too. Yeah. Bryce Young hasn't. Uh, he doesn't have as elite wide receivers as C.J. Stroud has had. No way. I'm gonna ask you a question right now. Where did C.J. Stroud go to college? Ohio State. And do they have a good history of quarterbacks coming out of college? They have a good history as of lately of wide receivers. Do they have a good history of quarterbacks coming out of college? Absolutely not. No, they don't. Was Mac Jones a good quarterback coming out of college? Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. He was picked 15th in the first round. And he's terrible. Okay, so you're proving your point towards Alabama. Okay. I can't even use the last (laughs) Ohio State quarterback that came out because R.I.P., RIP. But I'll say it's tough. I'll no, say. no, I no. CJ Strauss, the real deal. I think I, 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 I think I, think, I think he has a lower bus percentage than Bryce Young does. That's CJ Stroud say. will go to the Indianapolis Colts. Hundred percent. I think CJ Stroud might go to the Panthers. Over Bryce Young? Over Bryce Young. I guess I mean well, either could. Yeah, yeah I, I could, I could see I could see either. None of us know anything. Uh I just disagree with with the the fact that CJ Stroud has better wide receivers. I, I I don't necessarily think so. I think Alabama is doing just fine in the wide receiver department as well. Um but that's let's move on here. That's the uh, this is turning in a, a spot I don't want argument. to argument. I know. Come on guys. We're, we're <laughs> here to have fun. Argument, we're here though. to have fun. This is analysis. This is how you get to the bottom of things. Have you not ever watched, you know, Stephen A. Smith, all he does is yell at me. Yeah, Rugrats. Yeah, I'm going to just kind of take over here. Uh, so let's talk about the Vikings, Minnesota Vikings. So um, their offense, pretty darn good. And I don't believe they lost anybody in free agency except for Adam Thielen. Um, at least anyone that was a starter last year. So outside of Thielen, that, that's about it. But I do like KJ Osborne coming up here. So they might have a little bit of a need for some wide receiver depth. Um, but I, I, I also don't think it's like a super big need that can definitely be addressed later in the draft. As far as first round picks goes, and if the Vikings want to be competitive next year, I really feel like they need to hit on their first round pick and they need to go defense. Um, number one, I got Joey Porter Jr. We really need a cornerback after Patrick Peterson left. Um, I know we have Andrew Booth and uh, Caleb Evans, um, who are like somewhat promising, but both had injuries last year. And at the end of the day, didn't get the job done to where we wanted it to be. So uh, Joey Porter Jr., son of Joey Porter, uh, big-time linebacker out of the Steelers. He's obviously got a history of being a very – 
good or uh, you know with his father being an alpha out there on the field he's got he's got that football history in him so we like that he did run a 446 so that's pretty darn fast for a cornerback i know it's not the fastest but it's not slow so that's important um one thing that i like about him a lot and this is something you can't teach is he's 62 I, I i'm a big fan of the longer lengthier type of uh cornerbacks opposed to the speedier 510s right because at the end of the day they're not going to stop the players like mike evans right they're, they're not going to you just can't win that jump ball uh, so i do like that he's got a lot of accolades to him as well he's a first team all-conference player as of 2022 and then last year he played in 10 games and he had 11 pass breakups so over one per game uh, that that's pretty darn good for a cornerback especially in college uh he is uh he's at penn state did i say that yeah yeah I'm- this is someone that I think he, I mean, you know, he might get taken before the 23rd pick, but this is someone that I think could what also potentially a slip a 4-4-6. Four, four, That's was, pretty fast. My, my only question mark on him, how many interceptions does he have through his college career? I believe it's only one. Yeah. Um, Do just work on your hands a little bit. That that's, is true. That's why he's a corner. That's, that's true, why you're not but, a But receiver. also, like, you know, there are really aren't that many interceptions in, in college, you know? Like, that's, it's hard to measure because there's less games and, uh most defenses are non-existent in def- in uh, in college anyway. So well, yeah. stats like this are pretty good, I think. I, I think and I think if you have over about six interceptions in college, you're having like a booming year. Oh, Dude, sure. if you have over oh, yeah. six, you're having like a all star. You're you're. I think you Charles know, Woodson had like five. I don't think. One, yeah. I don't think Sauce Gard- Gardner had anything like. Nobody that. Nobody was passing towards you this know? way though. That was that was. Well, no one's throwing at Joey Porter. Well, they did eleven times. Not the case. Yeah. Um. I mean, here's a good example. Like Jabril Peppers coming out of Michigan. He won Defensive Player of the Year. I think he had two interceptions. Oh, and he was terrible in the NFL. He's still in the NFL. Yeah. No. He plays so with the Patriots. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say terrible, so I do take that back. But he has not lived up to the hype he had coming out of no, college. No. At all. Definitely not. Because I was also a huge fan. I was like, this dude's going to be a monster in the NFL and was not. Nick, sorry to interrupt you. What's your other guy? Okay. So next we got Drew Sanders. Uh, so he was actually a transfer last year. He transferred to Arkansas from Alabama because he just couldn't beat out Will Anderson, who was just an absolute beast. Um, but Drew Sanders is a beast in his own right. He did go first team All-American uh, and he was he had the second most sacks in the SEC. That's pretty baller. Can you guys guess who he was behind? No. He lost it to Will Anderson, the guy who who he couldn't okay. beat out. So there's something like there, but at pick 23, that would be awesome, especially with the fact that uh, the Minnesota Vikings uh, not being able to keep uh, Eric Kendricks, so we definitely need a replacement there. Um, so we're sitting there with Brian Asamoah, who showed some promise last year, but like w- with the way the Vikings defense is, with as soft as it has been these last couple of years, we need that alpha male. We need a very big presence um he's 6'4 235 which isn't like that big for a linebacker but he definitely plays with the heart of a big player so that would be someone that i think that we could realistically get at 23rd as well and then this last one i'm totally ripping off brandon molesky he tweeted this out a couple days ago and i completely agree because i actually watched some uh film on him he called him the uh, john randall of our era He's small. High right? comparison. He's smaller for playing on the line. Um, he ran a four six two. I'm sorry, four six seven. Uh, he's six one two eighty one. So really not that big for a defensive tackle. Uh, but he did uh, finish second in the SEC SEC pressure rate. So that's pretty darn good. Uh, he was the first unanimous All American voted out of Pitt since no one else other than Aaron Donald. 
So that is Sheesh. always a very good person to yeah. be uh, compared to with. Uh, and then uh, as I was watching him, the biggest thing that stuck out was he had one of those high motors where every play he's playing hard and he's playing very intense. Like it, It's not the Jadeveon Clowney where he would take some plays off once he got tired, right? This right. guy is motor. He's just not stopping. So if we could get any of those three players at 23 and they actually are an impact in the NFL, the Vikings have a much better chance next year than if not. Love it, honestly. That's good. That's good analysis right there. Mine's going to be less factual and more emotional. Um, so I'm going to hope with the. So I'm going to go off the, our tenth overall pick because my thirtieth is going to remain the same. I think our, with our thirtieth pick, we should take Brian Branch if he's still there. Safety. Um, obviously, we lost both of our safeties this year. Reed Blankenship played very well uh, with CJ Gardner Johnson being out, so I think he's going to he's going to take over that spot. So Brian Ban- Branch would fill a really good spot there. What I think we should do at 10, and number 10 is a 100% a luxury pick. Got it from the Saints last year with a little bit of a trade on draft day. Um, so this is a luxury pick for us. I'm going to say three players, two of whom I really wish we get. The third would just be exciting as a fan. Uh, number one, if Jalen Carter can somehow slide to us at 10, I would be ecstatic. We just lost uh, Javon Hargrave. Fletcher's getting older. We have Milton Williams, who we drafted two years ago in the third round. How he builds his trenches to be very, very strong. That's how we've gotten to Super Bowls. It's how we won a Super Bowl. Uh, so grabbing a, a defensive tackle while we still have Josh Wett, Derek Barnett, and we re-sign BG, I think that's going to be huge for us. Our defensive line makes our DBs what they are. To have them both back is going to be substantial for our team and substantial for our success. Uh, if we do not get him, because obviously at one point was expected to go number one overall. Uh, Nolan Nolan Smith, also out of uh, out of Georgia. Line him up with uh, Jordan Davis. We need edge rushers. That's what we're really big on. Get that edge rusher at 10. Sure up that line. I'll say our D tackles are, are good enough. We could still maybe do some work. And Dominic and Sue still out there. Limbaugh Joseph's probably going to play another season. So I think just ensuring the defensive line, again, to make our secondary, to make our linebackers look better, that's exactly what we need. Where I think the luxury pick could go is taking Bijan Robinson 10. Am I going to be a huge fan of that from a team perspective? No. But would it be exciting? Heck yeah. That would, I mean, if you add to our offense where you have Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard in a in a fantastic line, I would be pumped. But the third player I think that we would want. Peter Skaronsky coming out of Northwestern. He's a tackle guard kind of combination. Lane Johnson is not going to play forever. Wish he could, but he can't. Um, and then we did lose uh, Isaac Sayamalu this year. So if he can plug in and play guard with Jason Kelsey coming back, uh, Cam Jurgens can also play guard. So we're going to sure up the lines. Our tackles are good. Our, I mean, the rest of our team is solid, but if we can have one of those pieces, it's going to be with Andre Diller leaving kind of that step in to either learn from any of our guys with Jeff Stoutland, our offensive line coach being the best in the league unquestioned. I would also be excited. Yeah, I, I, I could foresee the Eagles going D line. I think Most I want to I want to jump back to Bijan real quick. If the Eagles do end up drafting Bijan Robinson, do you guys want to know truly what the best part is? In our fantasy football league, I have oh, the number up. one pick and I would take him so fast, especially if he was an Eagle. Actually, I would let it sit for a while. Wait till the last second that I pick him. And I'm sure you would, but I mean, Bijan is is almost 100% consensus 101 when it comes to dynasty leagues this year. 
And if he goes to the Eagles, yes, we diversify our touches. I mean, we re-signed Boston Scott. We got Rashad Penny, and we still like Kenneth Gainwell. You get Bijan, that changes everything. The one thing is Howie is not known to draft running backs early. That's where I find concern. So that's the only way I see us getting Bijan. If Howie literally says, screw it, because this is a, a pick that we necessarily shouldn't have, the Saints are just dumb. Then maybe he takes him, but otherwise I would be much more excited about the other three I exampled, but I would be excited strictly on draft day if we did end up with B. John Robinson. Yeah, yeah, it could happen. Could happen. You never know. You never know. Jared, uh, Packers, what do you Yeah, got? for the Packers, they're in a tough spot right now, and hopefully the management knows what they're doing with this 15th draft pick. If I'm the Packers right now, I am looking to either trade this draft pick, one, Trade it for more picks in later rounds because you're going to do better in later rounds than you are in your first draft pick most of the time. But what mock drafts are saying is they're saying they're looking for a tight end, which God help us if we go tight end first round. I mean, better not. We, we are going to have the pick of the litter. I'll tell you what. It's like taking a kicker in the first round. They're all there. I mean, you can just pick whoever you want. But for most of these tight ends. Um, there's a few good ones coming out. None of notable worth that are even worth talking about because nobody knows who they are. Uh, but who I'm looking at, and if I'm the Packers, is they need D line, they need offensive line, they need linebackers, they need wide receivers, um, and they might even need a quarterback if Jordan Love just falls flat on his face. With that being said, Luke Van Ness out of Iowa. Out of Iowa, nice. out of I okay. Iowa would probably be my top pick for the Packers. Edge rusher being compared to Watt. That's high praise. The dude looks like Hercules. If you've never seen him, pull up a picture of Luke Van Ness from Iowa. The man is a machine. That's the only pick I would go for if I'm the Packers. First round, take a prodigy or potential prodigy at the end and save him because he can change teams just like how tj watt is changing the pittsburgh steelers defense and how they're somehow in games every single week so i did just google a picture of him and and i can confirm he is pretty massive looking he is very built um definitely not someone that i would want in the division um he also uh, kind of resembles a, a Norseman to me, you know, he looks like he has a lot of heritage in those Northern lands. Maybe, he like maybe he might even, you know, entertain being a Viking. <laughs> I, I'm not positive. <laughs> he does look like that. TJ Hawkinson just could did get traded here uh, from, from Iowa. So there'll be a little bit of camaraderie. I, not you sold me on it. You sold I, me on however, it. However, I will say after watching his highlights, yes, he's a monstrous human being. Looks like he'll be a good player. I think if he gets his speed up um, and his swim move and his uh, maybe a roll, I think if he can be faster on the swim move and better feet, he will be very good in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, for very an, good for an edge rusher. I'll say he should be a little bit quicker. I mean, hitting that outside route. I'll say he does. I think he ran like a four four five or something. Did he really? Yeah, it, Still, it wasn't slow. Dude, watch his game tape though. He I've like, seen his game tape. Yeah, he just looks a little bit slower than you would expect a player of his caliber yeah, to be. But, but he, again, it's college. Well, you're also playing in the Big Ten, which has all the best offensive linemen. That is true. This is true. But no, I think that would be an amazing pick for you guys. Yeah, as far as tight end, I would wait till the second round. Personally. Would you I mean, guys? Not even. Where would you guys? Free agency. Where would you okay? So, do you guys know who Mo Ibrahim is? The Gophers running yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, where would you 
draft him? Fourth Seventh round. round? Third. You would go fourth and yeah, third? Third or fourth. I think that's high. Um, well, I think that 70th to 100th pick. I I would take him in the sixth round. Uh, but he's projected in the seventh. He's he's projected. He had a really bad injury. But oh, yeah, yeah, the, the right, dude is right. a monster. Where's uh where's Najigba falling? Nobody knows. Uh, top ten. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm saying he's he's going pretty. I would put him like top fifteen. Yeah, only because he's I, a only because he's a wide receiver. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put him. I mean, if you, the I pack, think... I mean, if the Packers have the opportunity, that's who I'm like. That's you know, that's my like unicorn right that I'm like. I hope the Packers get because yeah. I know he's just gonna be baller. You don't want oh, Christian Watson. <laughs> Well, Christian Watson, Christian Watson, sure, but having the Jigba also very positive. Yeah, very I understand positive. that. I I don't want them to draft a, a wide receiver in the first round, but if they do, you know, it's like, wow, well, okay, it's a show. Yeah, it's, that's such a Lions move. You know, it's fun stuff, you know. Such a Lions move. Um, <clears throat> so, okay. So that being said, let's take a short little break here. Let's come back. We got some trivia action for you. It's good. Uh, it's got we got AJ's trivia, and then uh, we'll get you guys out of here. So stick around. Woo! Fourth and three, fourth and three, hopping back on the mic for you and me. Fourth and three podcast. There is this Nick and AJ and Jerry with the blast. NFL blast. Fourth and three podcast. And we're back with Pigskin Trivia. All right, this one hosted by myself, AJ, Jared, Nick, opposition here. All right, I've already explained the rules. We're going to go through them one more time quickly. I have picked nine players. I will give you seven hints about who this player could be. If you buzz in and get it wrong, the other person can then hear the remaining hints. Most likely get it correct. Obviously, they get easier as the hints go on. Again, there are nine of them. This is an off number. Whoever wins, wins. Everybody cool. I'm good. We're ready. Our name's the buzzer? Yep. The name's the buzzer or just say buzzer. It doesn't matter if you make a noise first. All right. That would work. I'll let this one slide. All right. Player number one. First hint. This player was drafted out of Oklahoma and was taken in the third round. Jalen Hurts. You're already. That's cuts him off, right? He's just done, right? You're already out. Jalen Hurts was taken in the second round, and we already discussed oh, that not well, only 15 minutes ago. Sorry. Nick, I'll read, I'll read the rest out to you. This player was named 2021 All-Pro after leading his team in receptions and receiving. This player is still with the same team which he was drafted by, which is a bird team. You can hear them all. <laughs> this player has type 1 diabetes. Very outspoken about it. This player had 73 receptions for 847 yards and five touchdowns last season and was considered a down year. This player wears number 89. And he is a tight end for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, Nick, Mark Andrews it is Mark Andrews. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. All right. We'll so take Jared, it, it definitely helps to to listen to a couple hints rather yeah, than taking. I've, a I've guess. played this game before, and I always guess early. You you do. That's why I try to explain <laughs> the rules. Just like take your time, be patient. All right. Player number two. This player went undrafted, but played for Western Colorado in college. Number two, this player is still on the team that drafted him. Three, this player was the number one overall fantasy player at his position the last two years in PPR formats. This player has 177 receptions and 38 touchdowns in the last two years. 
He wears number 30. Jared Eckler. It is Austin Eckler. And we, and we just talked about him, especially as we were talking about it. Whatever. After you said Western Michigan, I knew I, I was like, it's Eckler. Well, but I then said I Western was Colorado. So. Well, Western Colorado. I'm sorry. Sure, that helped you. It didn't. I was just making that up so it seemed cooler. Fair enough. Player number three. <laughs> this player was drafted in the first round from the Florida Gators in 2021. He is no longer on the team that drafted him. In his last game, he had one target, one reception for a touchdown. Nick seems to know nothing. Okay. Number four, in 2022, he finished with 16 receptions for 171 yards and two touchdowns. This player was drafted by the Giants. Nick. Is it Kadarius Tony? It is Kadarius Tony. Yes, it is. Do you even know who that is, Jared? I know who that is. All right. Changed his number last year from eighty nine to nineteen, and he's expected to be the number one wide receiver on the Chiefs. That yeah, like, that that tripped me up the the numbers, but yeah, okay. That's why. Yeah, it's fun. That's why when I said he was drafted by the Giants, he scored that one yard touchdown against the Eagles. So I was yeah. like, you guys are gonna know because I was upset. Yeah, I'll say it that way, and not the Sky Moore one. Player number four. This player was drafted out of Fresno State and selected in the 2014 draft. Nick. Derek Carr. It is Derek Carr. Boomtown, baby. If, if I, was, I did a lot of I, I quarterback was, research. Later. I was hoping that you were going to say Devontae Adams, and then I would have said Derek Carr. I'm, I'm going to read through these because I had a lot of fun coming up with these. Uh, this player had a sibling. I'll that just at, gave you a second point. He had at one time played in the NFL. He has a career win-loss rate of 63 and 79. He set multiple records for his franchise in passing yards and passing touchdowns. He was traded this year after having a chance to play with his best friend. He's now playing for the Saints. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Player number five. This player was drafted in the second round out of Kansas State. He is no longer active, but only played for two teams in his career. This player only made one Pro Bowl despite finishing the decade of 2009 to 2019, 11th amongst all players in receiving yards and fifth in touchdowns. This player spent his final season with the Oakland Raiders in war number 82. He goes by the nickname White Lightning. Jared Jordy Nelson. It is Jordy Nelson. Yes. Tip number six was this player was drafted into a wide receiver group consisting of Donald Driver, Greg Jennings, and James Jones. And tip number seven was Jared probably got this by number five. <laughs> is it really? And he did. Oh, good and job. And he did. No, good job. All right. Player Sounds number- like that was a collusion question to me. No, but I was trying to come up with something else, and I was like, if they don't have it at this point, then nobody gets a point. That's kind of my, my idea. All right. Player number six. What score? It is three to two. Nick is Nick is up. All right. Player number six. This player was the first overall pick. He no longer plays for the original team that drafted him. He led the league in passing in one of the past five seasons. He was the first player since Brett Favre to have his first pass intercepted for a touchdown. Shoot. I know who this is. Hold 
I'll keep going. This player has only started in 14 games in the past three years. Next one. This player has thrown for 30 touchdowns and 30 interceptions. Nick. In a- Go for it. Uh, is it Jameis Winston? It is Jameis Winston. Let's go. Yes, it is. All right. I forgot that he was a first-round pick. He's a first overall pick. Wait, no, one first overall pick. Yeah, one of one. And then uh, what was the uh, what was right after first overall pick? No longer plays for the team that drafted him. Jameis Winston was in my head at that point. That's why I thought you guys both were looking, and I will give you guys tip number seven. This player had draft concerns stemming from stealing crab legs. Yeah, I knew that was going to be on there too. Was, was tip number seven. All right, player number seven. He was drafted in 2019 in the third round. He is still with the same team that drafted him after signing a two-year deal this offseason. As a starter, he has 117 carries for 477 yards and five touchdowns as a starter. This player has a small chance to start this year as it is rumored that the running back is Alexander Madison. Sounds like some collusion here. You know he's number two this year now? Uh, He was number two last year. Was he? Yeah. Good for him. I thought that was cool. All right. It made it so hard to tell who was running because they both have long hair and they're double digits, four and two. It really did. So for the record, you said collusion. I threw- uh, I know. I was joking. I also made him deep cuts. I made a a backup running back in a retired- A retired Packer (laughs) all-star. I still gave you guys both, both a shot there. All right. Player number eight. This player was drafted in the fourth round of the 2020 draft. He has never finished a season with more than 850 yards, despite only missing two games in his entire career. This player is the wide receiver number two on his team. This player once scored four touchdowns in a playoff game. Nick, Gabriel Davis. It is Gabe Davis. It's Gabe Davis, Jared. That was an easy giveaway right there. Just got to be faster. That's my boy. Be faster. All right, last player. This is player number nine. This player was drafted in the third round of the 2019 draft out of Ohio State. He has five touchdowns in each of the last two seasons, yet still having over 1,000 yards. Jared, Ezekiel Elliott. Nope. So you're wrong there. Nick, this player wears number 17, has caught passes from 10 different quarterbacks in his career. He's most likely the scariest on his team. <laughs> is it is it, is it, is, it, is, it hint, is it DK Metcalf? No. Who is it? It's scary Terry McLaurin. Oh, I see. That's yeah. Dang it. I thought that was gonna be the giveaway. Either way, this player's team has changed his name twice since he was drafted. Oh, that yeah, that, that that you would have but... gave it away, but I wanted you to try to get that one. Here's the fun thing: there's a bonus on number nine. It doesn't count for points or anything. Nick already crushed you. But this one's gonna be fun. All right. Terry McLaurin has caught past it from 10 quarterbacks name them name them oh that is a good one alex smith correct kyle allen correct uh taylor heineke correct when did he when did he join 2019 2019 mm, uh oh shoot uh haskins dwayne haskins we brought up earlier deep cut jared nice C- carson wentz carson wentz is correct who's their who's their quarterback right now unknown <laughs> uh, 
Jeez. Um, let me toss him in there. Kirk Cousins. That is incorrect. I thought he might have, but yeah, there's no overlap. Yeah. Kirk I, was 18. I have no idea, so I'm just going to go ahead and say, um, who's our uh, Fitzpatrick? That is correct. Let's go. That yeah. is correct. I was going to guess him too. I was like, ah, maybe not. I was Every- going to toss Cam Newton in the, in the I knew basket. he was in there. I, was like, who, who knows? I just didn't know what year. <laughs> he's got. He's played for like 20 teams, so yeah. it's one of those years. Yeah. yeah. Do you have any others that you could toss out? Um... Uh, Wait, who's Washington. our who's our Brett Favre boy? Or did you already say him? Uh, Taylor Heineke? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, my favorite. Um, yeah. Brett Favre boy. He's straight up number four. Plays with heart. That's I'll, okay. I'll just tell you because yeah, who is it? Some of these are pretty deep. So Kyle Allen was correct. Garrett Gilbert. Deep, deep Never would have got that. No. Ryan Fitzpatrick, Dwayne Haskins, Taylor Heineke, Case Keenum. Casey, I should have known that no, one. I thought you would. Colt McCoy, Alex Smith, Carson Wentz, and who is their current backup quarterback i guess he's a rookie out of last year sam howell oh yeah sam Howell. Who he only that. played with in one game week 18 two pat or two catches 50 something yards one touchdown and he has because Howell only played one game didn't he he played one game he has now only played 15 starting games in the past two years that's all you need including college still gonna be on the team he's gonna back up jacoby Brissett. Commanders is going to be an absolute garbage shoot. What do you guys Love think that. about this? Uh, this is just fantasy talk, real quick. Fantasy talk for the Bucks wide bonus. receivers. Yeah, bonus. bonus. Fa- fantasy for Bucks wide receivers this year. You got Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, uh, and uh, Gabe Russell Gage. Russell Gage. Thank yeah. you, Russell Gage. I want none of them to be honest. With Baker Mayfield, absolutely, definitely not. I was going to say with Kyle Trask, maybe. Because we haven't seen him play yet, but I, Baker Mayfield. Why would you want Baker Mayfield's wide receiver? Okay, How you about, don't. They're just trying to make it work. They are, but that's why someone, they, they, gonna someone's going to have to catch a pass. Yeah, I would, I would still rather have Chris Godwin. I said, I said this last I, year too. Mike Evans is not going to have a bad season. He just he doesn't do that. Like Mike Evans doesn't. Didn't Mike Evans and Baker play? No, they didn't. They didn't play together. That's Johnny Menzel. I think that... Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, For a Johnny second, Menzel. I was like, yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, but no, you're correct. Either way, I would say in previous years, you looked at the Bucks. Why if I had to pick like, one, I would also gold. pick Godwin. Yeah. I Only think, because yeah. I think Mike Evans has just been a perennial fantasy and, and real life all-star. Thousand yards a year. But like, it's got to end at some point, right? It's got to at some point. I mean, he's on like, what, nine, ten in a row? That's amazing. Yeah. That's a record. I'm pretty sure he has a record now, or at least has tied it. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like think so. Jerry as well. Rice. Yep, it's just yeah. crazy. It is crazy. Um, so I guess in the sense that I would rather have Godwin there, but I think the safer pick is Evans. I mean, I, I think he's I think, still the target. I think he's Mike still the, Evans the, the, is going to get zone fed guy. this year, like heavily. Like he's going to look at 11 to 12 targets. This is what my, what my thinking is. My logic is Mike Evans with Tom Brady was not getting fed the amount of volume that he was in past years. Chris because Chris Godwin gets that. Right, because Chris got right. All underneath the stuff. Chris, Chris Godwin. Godwin did ask for a trade. but He just signed last year, though. But yeah. But with Mike Evans and Baker, Baker likes to sling it out. He enjoys that. Baker is so bad. Not but recently, bad. though. He he did when it when he, he was did with it, the Browns. It, yeah. He did it briefly with the Rams for he a little bit. With the Browns, he, he sucked didn't. with the Browns a little bit. Yeah, no, his, his first two years, honestly, he was chucking it deep. Still, honestly, he was. I he's become a lot more reserved now. Honestly, even looking at him with like the last little stint with the Rams, outside of that 
they have they have a QB crazy. coach though. You know, they have a, a QB coach for he Baker. He played so bad he made Odell Beckham Jr.'s father make a YouTube video about why it's not yeah. OBJ. I mean, I mean, That's how bad he was. He's Boom. not mic drop that. Yeah. That's just like end of conversation right there. Exactly. He's not good. How about for the Saints? Are you guys looking at any of the Saints players going into this year with Derek Carr? You're looking at Michael Thomas, Alave, and uh yeah, I want Landry. Chris Olave, no doubt. Dude, and Chris Olave is amazing. Chris Olave is the guy. With Derek Carr, Derek Carr likes the short de- short passes. So, I'm, yeah, Olave, Landry might not be a good PPR stash. Honestly, I mean, and I'll just be honest with you, with, with you guys about this. I think Michael Thomas is actually going to have the resurrection season. Am I going to get duped in a draft? I'm so over too that. I'm so over No, it. I'm not. But I, I don't think you're going to have to take him in the first two rounds. So I think he's going to be. I would take him in like the seventh round. I'll take him. Much he was. He's that. a bench player for me. I don't think so. He the has, most the the best ability is availability. Nick and so cheesy, but yeah, you're not wrong. And trust me, I've also been burned by Michael Thomas. But if you can get him in the, I think personally, the fourth, fifth round, I think it's worth that stash, especially with what you can get later in this year's draft. I disagree. If so, I, if, I disagree. If you went, if you went running back, running back. Would you take a chance on him in the fifth round? Hoping no, I would with two running backs as your first two and like needing like I guess I, I wouldn't. I just I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm I'm, I'm over the injury thing. It's right, every write, year. It's every year. Write that down on my even draft last notes. year. Trust me, I had him last year in a league, and those first two weeks were awesome. He was back. Like I'm not Beats. doubting his talent, but he's injured every year, and and I'm, not, I'm no, I'm I'm over that. Yeah, I mean, what I feel is that the NFC South is the softest division in the league. Besides, I mean, with the AFC South, with with the AFC South, right? AFC South and the NFC South are the worst team or the worst divisions in the NFL. But you're looking for hidden gems in fantasy, especially when you're drafting um, and thinking about that early on is always usually beneficial in the long run, right? So, so for the NFC South, right? The Panthers, there's nearly nobody I want to touch on the Panthers like at all. There's not a single player that I want on the Panthers. I agree. There's not a yeah. there's really not a, a great player that I want on the Falcons. I want Calvin Ridley. I would also still draft Kyle Pitts this year. Cal- I would I take mean, Kyle Pitts. Also. Calvin Ridley got well, traded. Pitts is a He's not, he doesn't Falcons. play for Atlanta anymore. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I totally mis- misheard the team you're talking about. No, the Falcons. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Falcons. Yeah, Ridley's a Jag now. Jag, yeah, he's yeah, a Jag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but you know, also, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I don't know. <laughs> for some reason I thought we were talking Jags. No, that's yeah. fair. Last minute mumble, and obviously we're going to get into this next week too, but I think we can end it after this as a producer. Bijan Robinson, yes, in Dynasty Leagues, should go 101. In a redraft setting, where do you take him? It depends on where he's drafted to. So it's too yeah. early to tell. Right now, he's outside the top 10. I mean, depends. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. If you're talking keeper league and you're restarting like we are. I would look at him in the second round, no matter where he goes. W- without knowing where he's going, I'm going to say it to you like this. Brees Hall, Bijan Robinson. Brees Hall coming back from an ACL. I'm going Michael Carter over Brees Hall this year, maybe. I'm definitely not. I'm totally going. Bre- you shouldn't do that. Jared just blew up that question. What? Possibly. Are you just like projecting to get last this year? I mean, I, I've made is, it to the championship a couple times, so that's true. That's true. That's true. Brees Hall is another level. I like Michael Carter too, but Brees Hall's our level. Um, I think in that scenario, it still depends on where Bijan's drafted. You know, if if he, is he going to be, you know, if he's a chief, 
I would probably take Brees Hall. Tony Pollard or Bijan? If, if, uh, is Zeke staying? Where is Pollard? Zeke's gone. Pollard, oh, I would probably go Pollard. Yeah, I think I'd go Pollard too. I'm Pollard, a Pollard's a, a Pollard. See, that's what I mean though, because Pollard's on the team where they're going to run the ball. True, Mike but, he, but, he, but he still has injury history. So that's why I'm trying to ask these deep questions. We'll obviously get into it next week after we know where he's going with a longer in-depth podcast. I was just trying to gauge your guys' interest in like how good is Bijan actually going to be? Like he's going to be a monster. He's, he? I mean, a lot of people are like, we'll see. that's Saquon. Come on, I'll have a better okay, answer he, for he, you here's, here's, after the draft. Here's a better example. Would you prefer to have Etienne or BJ Robinson? That is a way better example because Etienne. Also coming off an injury. Who the heck is B.J. Robinson? Bijan. Bijan. Oh, Bijan. Okay, that's right. And I would take Bijan Robinson. Yeah. Over Etienne. Yeah, yeah dude. He's the best pro- He's the best running back prospects in Saquon Bar- yeah. Barkley. 100%. You're taking Robinson. Mm-hmm. Etienne's pretty good, though. He is good. Etienne's a beast. Oh, I'm so excited to get into fantasy stuff, and we're not even like close to it. So like, we just have to end this. I don't want to talk about it anymore because it's just hurting we my heart. We got the rookie draft coming up in a I month, know. one month from now. Well, let's get to the draft. It's I'll say next week's going to be the most fun, well, like one of the most fun and exciting episodes of the year. We obviously watch the draft live. We give you our takes. Obviously, AJ was really excited last year because we traded for AJ, so it was a big deal. But it's a full-day excursion, so be prepared. We bump out two podcasts. We typically, what, 1 through 11? And then, or one through 10, then 11 through 32. Mm-hmm. Pump for it. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So keep your eyes open for next week's pod. Uh, that being said, this is Nick signing off. AJ, peace. Jared, adios from fourth and three.